0: to reason affects my mental state, physically, financially, emotionally, and spiritually. My thinking can impact how I perform on my job, establish relationships, as well as how I parent, treat my spouse, interact with my church family, deal with fellow students, every aspect of my life. That's why we all need Jesus and his word to help us think from a good place.
1: You're now in tune to the Heaven Bound Broadcast with Pastor Richard D. Dobbs of Overcomers Christian Center in Villarica, Georgia. Now prepare to be empowered and equipped with the rich word of God. When it
0: comes to the word good, good can be defined as that which is suitable, excellent in nature, and beneficial. When I think of the word good, I think of words like useful, approved, and praiseworthy. And we serve a God that is good. No question about it. We have settled that in our spirit that God is good. There's nobody that can take that away. Nobody can stop that from happening. God is good. David understood that so much that he reminded us that we should experience The goodness of God. If you don't mind, go with me to the book of Psalms 34 and verse 8. The book of Psalms 34 and verse 8. The Bible reads as follows. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. So David tells us, oh, taste and see that the Lord, Jehovah, the one true God, is good. He is beneficial. He's excellent. He's definitely understanding about every situation that we come across. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. See, we can contribute to we can't continue to describe God as good because he is good in the sense that he's better than anything we could ever try. He is more valuable than anything we run across. He makes us happy. He gives, he's kind. He's peace. He's our prosperity. He is our everything. The psalm writer that instructs us to taste. Taste is to experience and see, to observe, that the Lord is good. I mean, we're going to experience the goodness of the Lord. He, and one thing I've learned is, if you will pay attention to your everyday life, you will experience the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. What does that mean? Every day, God is good. Every day He's healing me. Every day He's protecting me. Every day He's doing something for me. As he said, as the psalmwriter said, He loads us daily with benefits and that means he's keeping his word when he does that. He's gonna—he's doing it every day. He's loading us daily with benefits. He tells us what happens once we partake and have confidence in the one true and living God. He says this in the latter part, blessed or happy is the man who trusts, who puts confidence and hope in him. I've learned that you can try Confidence and hope in many different things, but the one that will not fail you is God. God will not fail you. Now, you may not understand all his ways and and ways of doing things, but God will not fail you. I've learned that even when those boys got thrown in the fiery furnace, God still did not fail them. When they were thrown in with the lions then, God did not fail them. And when you go through your trials and your tribulation, you need to know God does not fail you. You need to know that all things are working together for your good because you love God and you're called according to his purpose. And now... We confide in God that that suggests that I'm trusting him and I'm asking him to help me with matters he already knows about. But yet I have not released them to him. See, there's nothing God doesn't know. There's nothing God has not already. Listen, you can't hide nothing from God. I've learned that, and you need to learn that too. You cannot hide nothing from God. So he knows about everything, so we must release it to him. And how do you know that, Pastor Because 1 Peter 5 and verse 7 tells us what we need to do. So let's go to 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7. Now, first of all, do you agree that God knows everything? Is there anything that God does not know? You can't hide nothing from God. I remember one one time they were talking about Jesus. He said, and and, uh, Peter said, You know everything, God. And I said, Yeah, you do know everything, God. There's nothing that you don't know. But I want you to know something, though, but He cannot force you to cast what you're going through on Him. Notice what He tells us to do in 1 Peter 5 and verse 7 casting all your care upon him for he cares for you so we have to learn how to cast our cares upon the lord he won't force you to but he suggests and it is your it'd be beneficial to you to cast all your cares upon him why because he cares for you and plus he knows how to handle he's got solutions for everything you're going through in your life and therefore as he has solutions, I need to understand I serve a God that's good. I know he's good. If I cast my cares on him, I know he, gonna, he cares for me. I'm not giving it to somebody who can't do something about it. So whatever I'm concerned about, I know God will take care of me. And I appreciate that about God. And the more I experience him, the more I realize how kind, how just, how understanding, and, and how protective and how he causes us to prosper in every area of our lives. One lesson I've learned is that as you cast your cares upon him, then you realize, especially for some of us who have did it in the past, we have cast cares on God and it came out a whole lot better than us trying to handle it on our own. And you say, well, that worked out a whole lot better than when I thought it did. So let me cast some more cares on God. Why am I trying to hold on to all these cares? Let me cast them on God. Let me cast these children on God. Let me cast these finances on God. Let me cast this job on God. Let me cast this business on God. Let me cast this school on God. Let me cast it on God. So in turn, I know he'll do what is right and what is beneficial for me. And it's going to work out for my good. And the more I understand that and I experience that, then I know God is a good God. And as I understand and apply his word in my life, my nature becomes more like his nature. I begin to manifest kindness, understanding, understanding, productivity, and prosperity. And as it works out for my good, I'm no longer sad but happy. Happy because I experienced the one who is good and teaches me how to be happy. You know, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and the Lord can teach you how to be happy. He can teach you how to be happy in every area of your life. Happy because you're experiencing the one who can make you happy. And we serve a God who will teach us what is good. You You got to learn what's good, though. Because you can't bring your old mindset into this, to the kingdom of God and talk about, well, you know, it was good over here, so it's going to be good over there. Now, I had, to learn, I had to learn what is good when it comes to God. God, what is good concerning your word? And so he, he's teaching me. He's still teaching me today about what is good. And we understand that God's nature is good. He will shape our mindset in terms of what to think on, Ponder on and meditate on so that I can have a good mindset when it comes to dealing with life and the ups and the downs that comes along with life. See, the Lord uses his written and revealed word to teach us how to grow and developing and maintaining a mindset that is useful, that is beneficial, and is better than what I started out with. That's why Paul gives us instruction, gave instructions to the churches and told them, and instructed them, and helps us all as Christians how to think, how to talk, and how to act. He teaches how to think better, and many times when we think better, we can talk better, and we can do better. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So as I think think more on God, I can talk more like God. If I can can think more about what God says about my life, I can act out more of what God says about my life. That's why Paul told the Philippian church in, in Philippi what to focus their thoughts on, their ideas on, and what to meditate on to help them to develop a good mindset. So let's go over to the book of Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. The book of Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. Notice what it says. Finally, brother, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Things. So he says meditate on these things. Listen, think about them. Take into account when making decisions about the very thing that God instructs us to think about. That's, therefore, Paul gives the brother in the Philippian church things to meditate on. Now, before that, I can imagine they had all kinds of thoughts come across their mind. Can you imagine when before Paul put this down in the writing. They probably thought about everything. I can imagine they thought about all types of things going on out there. But Paul says, listen, I need for you to meditate on certain things so in turn you can think better, talk better, and act better. So we have to think and deal with life from a different perspective than before we got saved. And we must make decisions differently after we are saved, lest we end up going back to the things that God delivered us from. See, Paul understood this message to the believers in the Philippian church just as it is for us today in the church in Billerica. I believe that the Lord desires to develop our thinking more and more so that our thoughts, our decision making, our conversations will come from a godly place and not a place of the world. This will require work, though. We got to be intentional about this part, though, because I promise you that just because Paul wrote this does not mean that the enemy will not stop. Listen, will stop sending the wiles of the devil. You're going to have some thoughts come at your mind that are not godly. you have some thoughts that come at your mind. And you're like, where did that thought come from? The devil. Call it the wiles of the devil. But Paul said this, you got to think on these things. But you got to learn how to think differently about people, situations, work, church, business, life, school, everything. We need to think like Christ thinks about people. See, if my outcome does not line up with the promises of God, then I need to change my thinking if I'm going to change my outcome. I need my thinking to line up with the promises of God so in turn I can have the outcome that God wants me to have. So notice this. Thinking has to do with our opinion Our judgment and ability to reason and make sense of things. My ability to reason affects my my mental state, physically, financially, emotionally, and spiritually. My thinking can impact how I perform on my job, establish relationships, as well as how I parent, treat my spouse, interact with my church family, deal with fellow students, every aspect of my life. That's for we all need Jesus and his word to help us think from a good place. So let's look at the eight things to help us develop our thinking. One, whatever things are true. True is what's not hidden, what's uh, unconcealed, speaking the truth and being truthful. So the first thing he says, think on things which are true. Now, it is true according to the word of God. It's true according to the word of God. Number two, whatever things are noble, whatever things are honorable and honest. I want to be honorable and I want to be honest. Whatever things are just, keeping the commands of God acceptable to God. So I want to think about things which are just, which keeps the commands of God, which is acceptable to God. Number four, whatever things are pure, what's sacred, what's pure from carnality, what is clean. I need to think about things that are sacred, pure from carnality, and what is clean. And number five, whatever things are lovely, acceptable, pleasing, friendly towards others. I got to think about things. I want to be have lovely thoughts concerning you. The enemy can... Says you hate that person. But I got to say, no, that ain't what God wants me to think. You can do me wrong and I still got to think right. Mm-mm. See, that gets some people right there. You did me wrong, so I want to do you back wrong. No, they ain't what God told me to do. He told me to think on things which are lovely. Six, whatever things of good report, well spoken of. Even though the community may speak bad to folks, I still got to speak good. You remember when Paul, after he got saved, hey, hey, you know who Paul is, right? You know who Paul is. But Paul had given his life to Christ. and he, his, he had changed, but people were still skeptical a little bit. Verse 7, if there is any virtue, moral goodness, purity, and modesty. I want the virtue, moral goodness, purity, and modesty. And eight, if there's anything praiseworthy, approval, or commendable. So, this is how God wants me to meditate. He wants me to think, take into account when making decisions on these things. Now, He wants me to think on these, but don't mean, doesn't mean that the enemy is not gonna send me false that are the contrary to this. The enemy is still going to send me thoughts to the contrary this. I don't care how much I meditate on this day and night. The enemy is going to send me thoughts that the contrary. He's going to look at each one of us and say, hey, listen, don't think, that, don't think good thoughts about that person. Don't, listen, th- I've learned this. I-, I pray that we have broken this type of cycle. A lot of people believe a lie quicker than they believe the truth about somebody. Let that sink in for a moment. Gossip TV makes a lot of money by spreading what is bad. And sometimes you will not even know if it's true or not because you will believe them quicker than you'll believe something good. We got to break that cycle. Why? Because that's how t- God told us to meditate and think good reports on people even though you don't know them. Even though you may not have an eye. You never met them before. Sometimes people never met so-and-so and they formed an opinion about person A. Never met them before. Never had a conversation about them. Only you heard is what they said on TMZ. And you believe that quicker than what God says about them. Oh, that person could be saved. That person could be on fire for God. But, well, let me get out of that. When I think better, I can talk better and act better. My words become more positive, optimistic, and faith-filled. My thoughts begin to come from a pure and a wholesome place. My decision-making becomes more focused on putting Jesus first and trusting him to add the rest. I believe the only Excuse me, I believe that not only does God want his people to think about what is good, but also to do what is good. See, when you think about what is good, you'll start to do what is good. Oh, yeah. Woo, glory be to God. If you think about love, God's love, you'll start to love others with a God-type love. Why? Because you're oh, God loved me. I mean, he loved me just the way I am. I mean, he loved me. He knew everything about me. and He still loved me. So why am I trying to be judgmental toward others? Because he loves me. He loves me. So I need to meditate on his love. And so if I meditate on his love, I start to love like he wants me to love. Now, I need to understand, first of all, though, not only is the Lord concerned about what we think, talk, but also what we do, but the question is, what is good? What is good from God's point of view? We'll find the answer in God's word just like we find what to meditate on in God's word. See, when it comes to work, whether spiritually or naturally, we must have a good and optimistic frame of mind from a place of faith. Remember, without faith, it's impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a reward of them that diligently seek him. I must come from a place of faith. In fact, really, when it comes to meditating, you got to meditate by faith. Yeah, you got to meditate by faith. You got to See, the faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As I hear the word, I believe that I can trust that God is giving me the power for it to come to pass. So he says, I can meditate like this. I got to do this by faith because I realized that my old way of thinking is still trying to raise his head up. That old way of thinking. I think about that old way. That old way of thinking would try to raise his head up, but I must allow the mind of Christ to be in control. Now, Work can be defined as accomplishing a task, producing something, and being productive. And at times, work requires us to make things, shape and form things, as well as repair things. See, at times, work can be intense. It can be extreme. It can be demanding and require us to have a good frame of mind to be productive, fruitful, achieve a good result. And I like to put it like this, a godly result. I want God to give us the best results that we can have. I want our best results we can have. Now, listen, I know some of us are just been satisfied with results, but let's go for the best results. And I if I want the best results, I need to value the word of God. I need to value his promises. I need to value God's way of doing things. I got to value because I want God's best for all of us. I want it for you. I want it for me. I want it for your neighbor because I want their household to be blessed. I want their business to be blessed. I want their finances to be blessed. I want their bodies to be blessed. I want your mind and my mind to be blessed. We want to be blessed. In fact, look at your neighbor and say, I want you blessed, too. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, they didn't, nobody told you that they want you blessed. I want you blessed. How about that, then? I want you blessed. Now, as tasks, when work becomes demanding, it can be difficult as well as challenging. As tasks and people become difficult and challenging, it requires that we have a positive and a productive mindset. People that we work with on our jobs and even in ministry cannot cannot always be easy to please and to satisfy. And it's during those times that our character and abilities are tested. Can we work, accomplish tasks, and be productive when people around us are placing demands on us in a way that tests our knowledge and our ability? Even our customers can place a demand on us, and we're like, hold on, can I really do this? Therefore, it takes a good mind to work during these particular times. We have to think right. We have to grow in our understanding and allow Philippians 2 and 5 to manifest itself in us. Let's go to Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So I'm, I need to allow or permit this mind, this understanding. I need to cherish the values and the opinions of God. I, got to, I need to agree with God, which, and, and then I need to agree with his word and his way. See, the mind of Christ is not going to be automatic in us. We got to work at it. We got to allow it to happen. We got to make, listen, you got to be intentional about seeking God on a day-by-day basis. You need to seek him, seek him every day, every day. Every day. Every day. The mind of Christ doesn't come automatically, but it can happen in our lives. See, my nature is focused on me, my views, my opinions, how to preserve and protect myself in this situation. But I have to allow or give permission for the mind of Christ to be in me. See, the mind of Christ will allow me to move forward in my church, my work, my business, my school, and so forth. See, the mind of Christ will help you in your schoolwork to make better grades. The mind of Christ will help you to move forward from one grade to the next level. The mind of Christ will help us in our business to get the better business deal, to get the deal that's beneficial not only to the client, but also to me as the business person. I need the mind of Christ. Christ and the mind of Christ will teach me how to get to let go of negative thoughts and opinions about myself and others even the work that I, I have been tasked to do sometimes people can write an opinion about you on social media and that will blow up in your mind instead of the mind of Christ and you want to retaliate but you got to be bigger than that then his mind say if the Lord I will repay Even social media can cause you, if not, it can consume your mind and you won't have the mind of Christ and you'll think differently than what you ought to about yourself. See, the mind of Christ is there to help us in every area of my life. But I have to be willing to change my thinking, my opinion, and my decision-making when it comes to the work that I am doing and the people that I'm working with and even the people who are opposing the work that I'm doing, and those who want to see me fail, misstep, and be brought to shame, I still need the mind of Christ. Woo. You got to work as unto the Lord. You got to work as unto the Lord, even though you know people around you don't really care for you. Don't really care for you. You still need the mind of Christ, and you still got to work just like you're working unto the Lord even though they may come against you come against your work come against you as an individual you still need the mind of Christ but let me say this it's a process it's a process somebody say it's a process and every time, every time I change my thinking to align with his thinking, I get further along in the process. Therefore, I need the Holy Ghost power to overcome the distractions and demons that would try to prevent me from being rooted and grounded in scriptures like Philippians 4 and 8. Sometimes you got to go back to Philippians 4 and 8 and say, God, what do you want me to think about? Because right now I feel like getting them back. But now, that ain't what you told me to do, God. You told me to meditate on these particular things. And that's what I need to do. Even though my mind, I want to get them, I got to meditate. Sometimes you ain't careful. You'll be wanting to get family members, but you got to meditate on the mind of Christ. Sometimes you want to get coworkers, but you got to meditate. You want to get your supervisor, but you got to meditate on what he told us to do. Just like he told us in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. Finally, brother, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things of good report—if if there is any virtue and and if there is any praiseworthy, meditate, think on these things. That's what I meditate on. I know they ain't treating you right, but meditate on what God told you to meditate on. You can lose sleep at night thinking about what they thought about you, but meditate on these things. You can stress yourself out trying to please people, but meditate on these things. This will help you. This will help the way you think, make decisions, carry yourself forth in life. Therefore, you'll turn out to be forward-minded. Forward minded people understand that progress is the end goal. I got to think and plan for the future. I can't get caught up in my past. I got to look at the future because God has a future that's bright for all of us. God has a future that's bright for each person in this sanctuary. From the youngest to the oldest, God got a bright future ahead of us. Oh, he's God said like this. I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. I know it. I know that I want you to succeed. I know I want you to be prosperous. I know i want want you to complete some things. I know what I have planned for you. But it's hard to go forward when you're always caught up in what's behind you. What they said, what they done, and how they doing it, and so forth. If I'm a forward-minded, when, if I'm forward-minded when it comes to work, it says that I am proactive and not reactive. That's why you got to train your mind before you even get to work. You got to train your mind even before you get to the job. You gotta train your mind, say Lord, let me meditate on your word day and night. Let me study say scriptures like like, like. Uh, Philippians 4 and 8, even before I get into the workplace, I need to listen to your word before I even go into the workplace. I need a good praise song. I need to be praising. I, I might be whistling when I go into to my job, to my business. Hey, this is a day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. And you ain't, this a Monday morning. Everybody talking about this is a dreadful Monday morning, but you are a child of God and you say, this is a day the Lord has made. I will He'll rejoice and be glad in it. Why? Because you're allowing God to shape your thinking. You're allowing God to shape your mindset and your perspective about things. You're not letting the the dictates of the world shape the way you think, the way you talk, and the way that you act. Now, if I'm forward-minded, whether it's working in God's house or working outside his house, I am going to think like he wants me to think. If I'm a forward-minded at work, in my marriage, working through financial challenges and such like, I must be able to look ahead. You got to look ahead and say, God going to supply the need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I see God supplying the need. Even though you may have 22 cents in your bank account, you say, God going to supply the need. Thank y'all for the four amens right there. You got to see God supplying the need, even if you're challenging your body. Oh God, want me to do this right here? He gonna heal my body. I can see myself being healed by His stripes. I am healed. I gotta see myself thinking better. I'm angry. I am sad. I'm jealousy. I'm in jealousy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just. I'm just. I'm just. i just. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just in, in stressing myself myself out over stuff that these Pope folks don't even care about me. I've got to think differently now. I got to think differently now. So. I, This is why the Lord is helping us today. He's helping us to think differently because he wants us to have the mind of Christ, Christ Christ-minded. And I got to learn how to think like he wants me to think. I got to learn how to plan the way he wants me to plan. I'm just willing to step out on faith and stand on God's word even though I can't see how it's going to happen. I'm a faith walker. I walk by faith and not by sight. I know that he promised to do it in his word for all the promises of God in him were yes and amen. His word would not return back to him void, but it accomplished everything he sent it out to do. I'm quoting his promises because his promises are happening in my life. Watch this. And his promises are happening in your life as well. Mm. tell somebody in case you missed what he said, the promises are happening for you. The promises are happening for you. The promises are happening to you. The promises are happening for you too. The promises are happening for you. So if you find a promise in his word, you ought to grab a hold of it. Hey, this ain't just for Pastor Dobbs. This is for me too. Glory be to God. I can walk in this. I can meditate on this. I can act like this. I can think like this. I can do Because why? It's for all of us. Somebody say it's for all of us. And we got to get there. This ain't just for a few select people. This is for everybody. God wants this for everybody. Therefore, you got to value his word. You got to value his promises. You got to say, God, if it's written in your word, I got to think on this. I got to meditate on this. Because you're going to help me when you do. Did he not say I'm a present help in the time of need? He knows what you need. I got to think the way he wants me to think. I'm, I'm just willing to step out in faith and stand on God's word, even though I can't see how it's going to happen. And as a forward-minded person, I must know and appreciate God's word. I have to appreciate the time and the opportunity I get to hear his written and revealed word. As we learned on Wednesday night, what a powerful service we had Wednesday night. When the word comes forth, I must make sure that my ground, my heart is ready to hear, accept, and apply the word. Everybody say hear. Accept. Yeah and apply. Again, hear, yes. accept, and, yes. and apply. One more time, hear, yes. accept, and, yes. and apply. Yes. This is how we're going to get it. We're going to hear his word, we're going to accept it, and then we're going to yes. apply it in my everyday life. You know why I can love you? Because I'm applying his word. He's teaching me how to love. He's teaching me how to give. He's teaching me how to witness. He's teaching me how to think better. He's teaching me. He's teaching me. He's teaching me. When it comes to work and being productive and prosperous in my work or business, I need God's word to govern my thinking, talking, and action. Because sometimes when you're doing a business deal, they want you to cut certain people out and do certain things, but you got your word out there. You got your word out there. God's written and revealed word gives me wisdom, insight, and reveals the very nature of God. That's for we have scriptures like John chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. Let's go to John chapter 1. Verse 1 through 3. John chapter 1. I'm going to read it to you, then we'll go back and talk about it just briefly. John chapter 1. Verse 1 through 3. Notice what the Bible says. In the beginning. Was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. Ooh, glory be to God. In the beginning, that's which started it all was the word. The word started it. <laughs> glory. The word started it. And the word of the teaching of God, and the word was with God, and the word was God, the one and only true God. Remember what David told us a little bit earlier in Psalms 34? Taste and see that the Lord is good. Woo, that's who he's talking about right there, the word. And then he goes on to tell him, he was in the beginning with God. He started it out. And then verse 3, all things individual and whole were made or came into existence through him and without him nothing was made that was made. Boy, them trees out there were made by God. That sun out there was made by God. The planets out there were made by God. Oh, good God Almighty. Oh, he made the stars, the moon. He made it. Every time you get a little weary, sometimes when it goes to the ocean, I, and I'm looking out there at the ocean. I'm watching the, all the waves and all that kind of stuff. Now look out there. And you know, you, when you look at the ocean, you can only see so far. But one thing I've realized, sometimes i like, Lord, my little problem, I can throw it in the ocean right here. And, and, and listen, you can throw it in the ocean, and your little problem won't even affect the waves or nothing. It, it, it go, You'll see it bubble a little bit at the top, and all of a sudden it's going to sink down. It sinks so deep you can't even find it. And I love that about God. God can take care of every last one of our problems. Every last one of them. You think you got a problem? Put it in the ocean of God. Put it in the ocean of his love. Put it in the ocean of his, oh God. Put it in his care. Cast all your cares upon him for he cares for you. When you cast it to I'm throwing it out there to you, God. Sometimes I look at that big old, and that's amazing. I'm going to take one more quick story. i won't to go back. I, sometime, we went to Savannah one time and we saw the ships come by. And them, they have about, I don't know, 500 uh, tractor trailers on the back of a boat. Uh, and that, I mean, it's so many of them. And that's just, and, and, and when you're standing, like from here, maybe at the other end of the building, it looks so big. I mean, it's huge. Like, man, look at all these, all these tractor trailers on the back of this, back of this boat right here. But you get out there in the ocean, you put that boat out there in the ocean, it's like you pick it up with your hand. It's like you just pick it up um, and play with it. Like I, I had, when I was growing up, I had little boats I'd used to play in the, t- in the tub with. I didn't take no bath. I just played with the boats in the water. <laughs> mama didn't play that. Y'all know that phrase. Not my mama. Anyway. <laughs> So I I, I would just throw the little bolts around. and It's like you could just take the the bolts that are are so big, like you take them with your little finger, and just push them around, and just toss them around. And I said, you know what? Problems are in this perspective of who's looking at them, and your distance from them. I I realized the further I get away from them, y'all see that? The further I get away from them, whoo, the smaller they become. (laughs) But the closer I am to them, the bigger they are. Oh, I like when he says, cast that stuff away from you. Cast it as far as you can throw it. Cast it. He'll take care of you. He'll take care of you. Cast that sickness away. Cast that poverty away. Cast that thing was trying to bombard your mind away. Cast it away. And the farther you get it away, the bigger your God is, who can take care of every one of your needs gorgeous, rich, and glory by Christ Jesus. I'm going to truly develop a a good mind to work. I need the word of God, constantly creating, shaping, and developing me in his wisdom, insight, and ability to work and run my business. See, my heart, my appetite, and desires need to be focused in on the word of God with the understanding that the word was in the beginning with God, and the word was God. I also have to understand that there will be, uh, there will always be something that will try to come and prevent and try to take God's word from me. I can come to church. I can hear a powerful, life-changing word. But the word has a way. But that word has to take root and be established in me in order for it to work. See, the word word develops in me a good mind to work despite challenges, difficulties, my opposers, and my haters. Let me tell you what you got to learn how to do. I don't care where you work at. You gotta learn how to work past your environment. Okay, where you work at, you gotta learn how to work past your environment. Cause some people are sent on the job to, to increase your prayer life. I know you have met them. I know you have met two or three. Huh? Where you come from? I, I don't care how peaceful it is. Don't don't get don't get don't get uh, don't get complacent to peace. Because sooner or later, somebody will get past the interview process. They're going to come in. They're going to be smiling. Then after noon is well. That new car smell well. Woo! That's okay, though. That's okay, though. I, hey, I had to learn. Boy, these people increased my prayer life of me, but, mm-hmm, yeah, they increased my prayer life. But that's, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. I don't care who you are, where you work at. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. But that's okay, though, cause we're overcomers. We're overcome by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. Greater is He that's in us than He that's in the world. It just makes us better. Tell somebody. It just makes us better. It makes us better. It makes us better. I have to be ready. In my mind, my thoughts, my desires to hear and yield to his word in order to to be productive and increase my life. Let's go to Mark chapter 4, verse 14. Remember, we talked about this a little bit on Wednesday night. In fact, we talked about it a lot on Wednesday night. Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. We'll start at verse 14. Mark chapter 4 and verse 14. Bible says this the sower sows the word all right the sower sows the word when the word God is always gonna be sowing his word one thing when I read this and I look at this God is always gonna be sowing his word always he doesn't change he always gonna be sowing the word verse 15 and these are the ones by the wayside when the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. So notice, Satan going to come immediately and try to take the word from us. As soon as I minister today, the enemy is going to try to come and take the word from you. He's just doing his job. God is warning us. That before this day is over with, the enemy is going to try to take the word from each one of us. Now, he warning you, take heed to the warning. Take heed to the warning. If somebody told me that they going to come and rob me at a certain time, you don't think I'd be ready. You don't think I'd be ready. I'd be like, well, come on then. Got those locked. I, got, I ain't going to say what I got. But anyway, I ain't going to let you come and just rob me how many times did we just get complacent? Oh, my God. Woo. And just let the enemy come rob us. Just let him come rob us. And he said, well, he didn't take nothing from me. He got the word from you. That word is going to change your life. That word is going to bring healing, deliverance, cause your life to be better. He got that from you. You going to let that happen? Somebody said, I'm not going to let that happen. I'm not going to let that happen. I'm not going to let that happen. Verse 16, these likewise are the ones sown on stony ground. There's another said. When they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. Woo, they're happy. Woo, yeah, hey. 17, and they have no root in themselves. They got nothing to anchor it in. And so endure only for a time afterward when tribulation or persecution arise. For the word's sake, immediately they stumble. So, you know, when the word comes, you can look out for tribulation or persecution. Because it's for the word's sake. Verse 18. Now, these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of the world and deceitfulness of riches and desires that for other things enter in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. We cannot allow the enemy to bring in the cares of the world. That's, did he not say cast his cares on him? Cash your cares on him, but notice this, the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Now, when it says choke the word, it's coming after the life that's in the word. Because remember, you could choke my arm all day. It won't choke me. When you start getting around my neck area, that's going to choke some stuff. Everybody see the difference there? It's coming after your life. coming after life. But, but 20... But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear, they understand, and they make connection with the word. They accept it, receive it, and apply it, and they bear fruit. They increase and they produce, some 30-fold, some 60-fold, and some 100-fold. When God sends his word week in, week out, every Sunday, every Wednesday, we need to make sure we get the word. So we can produce 30, 60, or 100 fold. Let me say this to you. You may not, if, if you don't produce 100, 30 better than none. Somebody say 30. Yeah, y'all stand 30 better than none, right? I appreciate 30. I want 100. My goal is 100. Every time I want 100. But you know, if I get 30, I ain't gonna be upset. I ain't gonna be upset. When I enter God's house, I I got to eliminate distractions. I got to eliminate distractions. Got to clear my mind of things, people, and situations. Last night, tomorrow, I need to stay right here and get understanding from the Word of God. Because I need the Word. When I go to work, when I go home, when I deal with my business, when I deal with my family, I need the Word of God. Your opinion won't get it. Mm -mm. My thinking uh, could be causing me to get upset with with people that I'm working with because I don't have a word in me. My attitude might be what is causing people to pass over me rather than promote me. You know, some people think they got got a good attitude until somebody, hey, you know your attitude just ain't right. That's good, right? Somebody need to tell me my attitude ain't right. Isn't that good to somebody tell you that your attitude ain't right? Yeah. I mean, you no, know, and sometimes you got to look in the mirror. You know what? I might get mad when you say it to me, but if my attitude ain't right, I need to adjust my attitude. Uh, hey, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. My perspective, my perspective could be hindering me rather than helping me. I need God's word to help me all through this particular process. I can be busy doing the work of God that God has instructed me to do in my home, at work, in the community, and even in church. But not have the proper mindset. There could be people who see me not increase and not be productive. I have to know how to think with people when people come against me while I labor, sacrifice, and press forward to do what God is calling me to do in church and Beyond the church doors, I've got to stay focused. I've got to stay focused. I've got to stay focused. The enemy will try to get you off track. Let me say one thing I've learned in my time in ministry, and I've said where you sit at, and I've been up here too. Sometimes it is hard to stay focused in on the Word of God when you've got all this stuff going on. Mm-hmm. and you miss the very thing that God has for you to help you be successful to be prosperous to be delivered to be healed whatever it is you're missing because you can be looking at me not hearing the word I'm saying you got to learn how to focus you got to tell your mind we're going to focus today you got to tell your phone. I don't care what comes across that thing no more. I, ain't, mm, I don't care if that, I get 52 notifications. I still ain't focusing on that. I got to know what God says for my life right now. Because this is life and this is death. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the living God. For these 45 minutes, this hour, wherever it is, I got to focus in on what God has for me. Because this is going to help me in my everyday life. Now, let's go to Nehemiah chapter 2. I'm going to mention it to you briefly because this will be part 2 for next week. Nehemiah chapter 2. We'll start at verse 1 through 8. And then I'm not going to read all of it. just want to mention a few things to you. Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 1 through 8. Now, Nehemiah had a work to do. He was going to be working with others to rebuild the wall that his father, at his father's tomb. And no doubt, Nehemiah was passionate about the task before. He had, a, he had a sentimental value to him, and the wall in the city was his father's tomb. Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 1, And it came to pass in the month of Nisan, in the 20th year of King Azar. When wine was before him, but I took the wine and gave it to the king. Now, I had never been sad in his presence before. He had a good work attitude. Therefore, the king said to me, why is your face sad since you are not sick? There's nothing but sorrow of heart. So I became dreadfully afraid. And then it goes on to tell you that after the king and him talked, Nehemiah had permission to go and rebuild the wall. And this is where we're going to pick it up next week. We're going to see how powerful what Nehemiah did and what he went through to help us all learn how we can do a good work. A good work. And God will help
1: us to do a good work. Amen. We pray that you have been blessed and inspired by today's message. We'd love to hear from you please send your prayer requests and testimonies to our website at OCCVR.org. That's OCCVR.org. We would like to invite you to partner with us as we share the gospel all around the world. Just go to our website at OCCVR.org. Click on the Give button to give online, or you can utilize text to give text GIVE to the number 770-692-2225, that's 770-692-2225. Join us on our YouTube channel, subscribe to our podcast, and connect with us on social media. We also invite you to join us in a live service. We're located at 3097 South Van Wert Road. In Villarica, Georgia. Visit our website for more details at occvr.org. Until next time, remember, without a vision, the people perish. See you next time for more Heaven Bound with Pastor Richard D. Dobbs of Overcomers Christian Center in Villarica, Georgia.